you can do this. You can create wealth. You can have a law firm that runs the way you want it to run. You don't have to listen to someone else telling you it has to be done this way. You can do it the way that you want to do it. Hey, friends, it's Steve. If I offered to write a client getting book for you in just 60 days, would you take me up on it? I've recorded a 15 minute video showing you our magnetic author method and explaining how it all works. It's up now at magneticauthor.co slash video. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And today I got to tell you, I'm really excited about this interview. Um, I get to uh, reintroduce you to uh, Davina Frederick. And Davina is a longtime client and a friend and uh, is doing some amazing things for uh, attorneys in particular. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about marketing a professional service firm. We're going to talk about her new book. There's going to be lots of stuff in here for you, whether you're an attorney or in any other kind of business. So I'm really excited about it. And uh, if you don't know who Davina is, she is a Florida licensed attorney. She started out as a marketer and then decided she wanted to go to law school. And she did that. And then right out of law school, bravely started her very own firm, uh, which I'm pretty sure they recommend you don't do when you're graduating law school. And was successful with that, built that firm up, and then went back to her first love, which is marketing. And so now she's got a, uh, a marketing coaching and consulting firm that specializes in helping uh, wealthy women lawyers, wealthy woman lawyers. That's the name of the, the uh the firm and really helps them go from low six figure, mid six figure practices well over into the seven figures. Um, she's just really, really good at, at multiplying professional service businesses. And so uh, we're gonna have a fun conversation today. So Davina Frederick, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. What an introduction. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time now and I've had the good fortune of working with you. So I'm super excited to be here and, and have a conversation. And you and I both love to talk about marketing. So it's going to be great. Absolutely. So um, give everybody a little bit of background. I gave them kind of the, the cliff notes, but I mean, you went from marketing to law, to your own firm, to now the marketing firm, which you've been doing for quite a while now and successful at. And then you recently, you know, kind of made some changes there. So I'd love to kind of just walk through that whole journey. I think it'd be really instructional for people. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great to give uh, people clarity. Maybe I can get some myself as I talk about my <laughs> career journey. Um, I, I started out getting a degree in journalism and I thought I was going to be this foreign correspondent traveling the world like Christian Omnipur, you know, and which is really hilarious if you know me because you know that I get motion sick if I walk too fast. So the, the idea of me like fly jetting around the world to be a reporter uh, it's kind of kind of nuts, but I, I absolutely loved it. But I wound up um, getting married and staying wound up staying where, you know, growing where I was planted. And that led me to a job as a technical writer and ultimately uh, down a path of marketing. And I worked in marketing professional services for about 15 years, working for, with engineering firms, law firms. I worked for an agency for a while, which I absolutely loved. And of course, we had a broad range of clients through the agency. I was the lead copywriter and I headed up our publications, our affinity publications division that we started from scratch and grew for our clients. And somewhere along the way, I divorced my husband and <laughs> met and married uh, my, my husband, my current husband, and hopefully my husband for the rest of my life. And we've been together almost 20 years now. 
And I had an opportunity at that point to stop and really think about what it was I wanted to do in my career, because I feel like my career kind of happened to me when I kind of gave up that dream of being a journalist and went to where the jobs were, which was in marketing at the time. There was only one newspaper in town. And, you know, so that wasn't a good path for me. And uh, so I had an opportunity to really stop and think, well, what do I want to do? Can I pick something different? What would it be? And I'd always kind of had in the back of my mind an interest in becoming an attorney and going to law school. And I have a cousin who is a few years older than I am. And he's kind of like a brother to me. And he's an attorney and became very successful and really loved it and had a passion for it. And he and I had a conversation and I said, okay, uh, I actually had kind of a matrix that I was going to, you know, am I going to be a teacher? Am I going to be an interior designer? Am I going to become a lawyer? What, what am I going to do? Right. And I chose becoming a lawyer and going to law school. So I went to law school and became an attorney. And my intention from the very beginning, because at this time I started law school when I was 38 and I had all this background kind of in business and marketing. And so my intention right from the get-go was I was going to go to law school and start my own law practice right out of law school. And like you said, I would not advise people generally speaking to do it, but I thought, well, with my business background that this will be, and I had in the course of my career, I had one business already that I started that didn't last very long, failed miserably. Um, but I always kind of was interested in that. And when I married my husband, he was an entrepreneur and had, uh, and one of the things I was really attracted to and drawn to him was kind of his optimistic entrepreneurial spirit. It's one of the things I really loved. And this idea that you could control your destiny and make as much money as you want, and you're not limited by getting that paycheck and budgeting that paycheck every week, which is kind of the money story I, story I grew up with, right? Um, so that's how I entered the world as an entrepreneur, started my own law practice, and I grew it very quickly to the point where I added a partner. We started hiring uh, other attorneys. We started hiring staff, and I realized that it wasn't what I had in my mind that I wanted to do. I, there was a real disconnect with me, with what I was doing in the day-to-day -day and what I had sort of envisioned I wanted my life to be, right? And I wound up leaving that partnership. And so for a while, I kind of bounced around. My husband had another business and I was a partner in that business, which was a, a high-performance fitness training facility. And I kind of worked with him in that business. And then I, I also kind of had, I had a solo virtual law firm, which at that time, virtual wasn't really a thing. And I would have people say to me, you know, that your clients are going to like that. And I remember one man in particular, uh, who had been somebody that, you know, a colleague of mine that I really respected. He said to me, well, you know, your clients are going to like that. They're going to want to come to an office and and by the way, why don't you rent this office condo in my building? That's really expensive. He didn't say that part, but that was his goal, right? He had an agenda. It wasn't going to work out because he really wanted me as a renter in his place that he overinvested in. And I said, no, I'm just going to keep doing this. So I started a virtual firm and I did that for a while, but I was still sort of casting around for something that was more satisfying to me. And I was invited by an attorney colleague of mine, a friend to a coaching conference. Uh, and it was a high ticket coach, a woman who had 
you know, hundreds of clients, thousands of people there at the conference. I went with her. I thought it'd be kind of fun. I was kind of trying to figure out what to do, you know, and we went and there's all of this music and these flashing lights and it's like a big dance party. And, and of course, very, um, if anybody's ever been to anything like a Tony Robbins, uh, <laughs> you know, convention or whatever, you know, that's kind of the feel of it. It's a very high energy. Everybody's talking about business. Everybody's talking about success and there are a lot of success stories. And I just, I fell for that. I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the idea. Again, I've always kind of loved this idea of being able to, to create your own destiny. And I wound up signing up for that program. And as it turned out, that program really wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't advanced enough in where in my business idea and what I wanted to do to get the most value out of that program at the time, but I'm forever grateful to her and that situation because it opened up a whole new window for me of opportunity and kind of like this light bulb moment. And that is uh, business coaching and strategy and being able to combine the skills that I had developed as a marketer and as an attorney and those critical analytical thinking skills and combine that in a way that could really help other people maybe uh, avoid some of the mistakes I had made as an attorney. And so that's, that's the long sort of version of those cliff notes uh, of how I got to, to doing what I do now. You then you started the current firm, but originally you were kind of broadly focused on working with women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, last year, you know, I had the privilege of kind of being on the back end of, you know, some of this decision-making and you, you really made the, the bold decision to say, no, I'm going to focus on women attorneys who are in this situation and here's where they're trying to go. Like there's a specific right. transformation that you were right. kind of honing in on. Talk a little bit about making that decision, because I think a lot of people look at that and, you know, maybe they want to do it, but they get really scared. And, and yeah. how, how did that work for you? How, how easy was it? How difficult was it? What was that like? Yeah, you, you and I had a lot of discussions about that. And you, you saw firsthand the process that I went through. But I, I started, so when I started the business, I started it kind of around existing marketing skills that I had at the time. And that was what I was, I was delivering. I was sort of in the implementation end of the marketing process. So helping a professional service businesses, which is what my background experience uh, was in, you know, uh, do online marketing. So websites and social media and this kind of thing. And I very quickly realized that a lot of those clients were coming to me saying, well, you know, I want to run Facebook ads, or I need a better website that converts, or I need something. And they didn't really understand why they didn't understand where their, who their clients were where their clients hang out, where, you know, why are we doing Facebook? Well, because other people are doing Facebook. And so that's what I think I need to be doing. And so I backed up a little bit, very, very, this is really early in, in the business and said, you know, we need to start with a plan. Uh, and that, that's sort of my nature anyway. I'm a real, I'm a strategist. I've taken the Clifton strengths. I don't know if anybody's taken that personality assessment, but my top three characteristics are strategic thinking. And then my other top two are uh, relationship building. So I went back to my strategic thinking. I said, we need a strategy. We need, we need to know what it is you're, what's the result you want? What's the outcome? And so I started working with my clients on really strategizing. And initially I worked with men and women 
uh, and I've worked with different types of businesses. Most of them were service businesses. I found when I got into retail, I had a couple of clients who were in retail, online retail, and it, and it just wasn't an area that I felt like I had the expertise to really help them. So I really stayed focused a lot on service-based businesses, and that included you know, medical uh, facilities and attorneys and accountants, I mean, just different kinds of businesses and copywriters. And over time, what I found is that the clients who sort of clamored to hire me tended to be other attorneys, particularly other women attorneys. And so the majority of my clients became that. It kind of evolved naturally. And I really was on the fence about niching down, as Steve knows very well, because there was always this feeling that, oh gosh, if I niche down, then I'm cutting off these other opportunities. I'm cutting off that opportunity. If somebody comes to me and says, well, I own a day spa and I want you to help me grow my business. What if I'm cutting off that opportunity by focusing just on women lawyers? And now, now of course, I look back at that and I go, you know, that's just the crazy talk, like, because the other thing that came up and sort of informed my decision-making is when I started out coaching law firms and coaching attorneys, I got into some social media groups and particularly geared toward women attorneys. Initially, I was kind of one of very few. And then I started noticing a lot more uh, women who were making the shift. They were seeing this opportunity and they said, well, I can be a coach for you know, women attorneys, and that started evolving. And some of the ways that they were branding their business made it much more clear that they were coaching lawyers. They didn't scale down to the level that I did with just women lawyers, but they were coaching lawyers and they were putting that in the name of their business. The name of my business was not that. I had a very generic name to my business because my objective when I started my business was a little bit different. So I, I want to just pause there for a second, because that's okay. a really important point that you just made. One of the reasons to, to make this kind of a shift for everybody listening is that it tends to telegraph exactly who you serve best. And instead of shutting off opportunity, you actually open up all right. this opportunity, right? With all these right. people that overlooked you before, and they're really your best clients, you know, right. and they overlooked you because you were generic. Exactly, exactly. And that was what was I started noticing is that people didn't realize that, you know, well, the majority of my clients are women law firm owners. And that's really where my area of expertise is. And I was kind of missing some of those opportunities because I call it cocktail party syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but when you're at a cocktail party and you're, everybody's kind of standing around with a cocktail chatting and you hear your name come from someplace behind you, your natural inclination is just to whip your head around and see who's calling your name. And that's what I wanted to do with my, the name of my business is I wanted to have cocktail party syndrome. And so I said, I'm just going to put the name of my clients. I'm very clearly going to call my clients by just putting it right in the name of my business. And I, I chose wealthy woman lawyer. We, we, you and I discussed a lot of uh, names as I was going through this process. And one of the challenges of the name is that it says wealthy right in the name. And for a lot of women business owners, talk, one of the big problems that they have is talking about money and running their business like a business owner and really putting money, profitability first and foremost in the business. 
And so to put wealthy right in the name of the business, I knew that it would be very repellent as well as highly attractive. And so it would really repel people who were offended by the idea of making money in a business. And I really wanted to repel those people because they're not my ideal clients. So this right away was a way of me sort of filtering out. It kind of helped me in the sales process because you know, if you're scheduling a sales conversation with me, we're going to talk about money. And if you've got an issue with that, then it's not going to be a good fit for either of us, right? Because that's really what I wanted to do was help women law firm owners become better business people and really make more money in their business and make personal wealth or personal wealth as a result. It's been interesting to watch this transition. So it took... It probably took you close to a year to kind of rebrand everything, you know, because it, it was new website. It was, I mean, it was everything. It was and painful. It was painful. I got to tell you, it was painful to go through that. Uh, I remember but it was some also of those exhilarating. It was also yeah. exhilarating at the same time. I remember some of those conversations when you were in the midst of it, and and uh, you could tell it was, you know, the, just the process of having to almost reinvent the business mm-hmm. under this new brand was you know, it was tiring you out for sure. Yeah. But then we get to the other side of it and you start to promote and it's been, it's been a lot of fun to watch. So you did, uh, you, you came up with a new program, which gave you some leverage, uh, some time leverage, Mm -hmm. uh, something we're talking about a lot here on the podcast lately. And in that you launched that and, and, uh, you know, you didn't have a million dollar launch, but you had what I, I think most people would consider a pretty darn successful launch. Um, talk a little bit about that process and, and maybe what you learned from that now focused on this new market. Yes, it was definitely, it was definitely a challenging. So that year, I think that was 2019, maybe that was, I sort of moved to the wealthy woman lawyer brand. And that, that year was rather a painful shift, but I knew it was the right thing to do. But what I didn't want to do, and I think what that many entrepreneur would tell you the same thing is I didn't want to, I didn't want the pain of change and I knew what it was going to take. Right. And, but I decided to do it. And, and I, and I think it was the best decision ever in my business because I got so much clarity. I got so clear on who my ideal clients are and that I could eliminate all the other stretching myself thin trying to re-educate myself on a new industry and a new type of client. And every time I worked with a new client, because with women law firm owners, even if they're different practice areas, they're dealing with fundamentally the same types of issues and challenges. Um, And for attorneys, there's some uniqueness there. It had long been a strategy for my, believe it or not, well, I said I'm a strategist. So it had long been part of the plan and strategy for me to start off kind of one-on-one coaching and really digging in and getting to know people and working with them one-on-one and uh, becoming their business advisor. And I still do that. I still have some clients that I do that with and partially because I just really love it. I love those relationships, but it long been part of my plan to make, to create a product um, that I, where I could get some leverage in my business and really also so that I could reach and impact a lot more of my client, of my audience, um, because there are so many women law firm owners out there that are not at a stage where they can 
even conceive of what it's like to work one-on-one with a coach. They have a lot of money fear around making the investment and working one-on-one with the coach. And so I wanted to be able to provide some tools for them to grow their business to the point where they're getting that revenue coming in the door. And now it's starting to create other issues for them in their business as happens as you grow. And they're going to be ready at that point to work with a coach to help them solve some of those issues, like growing their team and setting up systems. But first they sort of have to get to that phase where they're making enough money to be able to do something to invest in growth for their business at a very least paying marketers to help you or, or whatever. Right. So I, I took this framework that I had developed as a result of the years of work I've spent working one-on-one with clients and I created a, a course out of it. And I put that course in a membership community because one of the things that I've noticed is that my target market really loves and needs and desires community of like-minded people. And I think it's so important to the success of any business owner, but women in particular tend to like to do things together as a group. So exercising has always been kind of interesting to me. You'll see women, you know, we're going to go to an exercise class. We're going to exercise together. Well, I'm a little different. I'm not that you know, I tend to be a maverick and I tend to like to go do my own thing. Right. But a lot of women love that social aspect and that supportive aspect of coming together as community. And I found that so many of my clients really love and need the community because what we do in growing our business is challenging. It challenges us in different ways. So that's a huge aspect of this membership site. You get the course, and then you also have this really strong community of other women law firm owners who are on this journey with you. And some may be ahead of you on the journey and some may be behind you on the journey, but that's great. That's what you want because you want to be able to learn from everybody there, right? So we have a kind of a mastermind situation. So it just allowed me to really expand my impact. Um, I doubled my, I basically doubled my clients is what I did in my first launch by creating this expansion. And it's just continued to grow from there. Yeah. And you've got, I know you've got another launch coming up as we're recording this and, um, you know, and, and so it's just given you this way to sort of have, have something new to offer on a regular yeah. basis and, and bring people yeah. in, which is great. I want to pivot for a second. I want to talk about something really cool. I have a copy here, your brand new book. Yes. The Wealthy yes. Woman Lawyer's Guide to Law Firm Marketing in the Virtual Age, 10 Bold Actions to Take Now to Address Your Ideal, or excuse me, to Attract Your Ideal Clients with Total Ease. Um, I love the title. I love the subtitle cover the whole nine yards. Uh, Just think it came out really well. And you wrote all of this yourself. Um, A lot of people listening will know we, we have a service that does that, but, but you had some really specific kind of intellectual property that you wanted to get into this, your unique methodology and you wrote it yourself. And um, I'd love to talk a little bit about that journey because you've really been on the book writing journey for a couple of years. I know it's a big accomplishment to finally get it done and it must feel really good. Well, apparently, apparently I have to do things the long, hard and painful way. <laughs> this is my, this is kind of my life story. I think, I don't know if that comes from being a middle child or, or what, but I've got, I've always had to learn things the hard way. So the book was no different. It was very much being a writer. I think I, writing has been a thread throughout my career. It is, it is, it has been the consistent thread. So whether it's journalism or marketing or, you know, as a professional copywriter, or as an attorney, obviously, you know, 
writing and thinking. Uh, I always tell young writers when they are struggling with writer's block, I say, writers think with their fingers on the keyboard. So sit butt into your fingers on the keyboard. Don't try to figure everything out before you sit down because that's not how we think. We think directly by typing or writing or whatever. So there are several iterations of this book. If anybody saw my Dropbox and they saw all the different <laughs> stops and starts and pieces and parts of this book and with your encouragement, and you probably said more times than you've ever thought you would say, okay, get back to writing the book. But we finally got, made the book an actual tangible thing. And uh, you guys really helped me with the editing and publishing process of this book. I'm so grateful for that because it, it really is thrilling when you finally, you know, have this very tangible accomplishment in front of you. And also, again, I always come to back to the place of the message that I have for women law firm owners in that you can do this. You can create wealth. You can have a law firm that runs the way you want it to run. You don't have to listen to someone else telling you it has to be done this way. You can do it the way that you want to do it. And this is the first book of a series. Um, I'm putting that out there. Those big goals, right? But this one is the reason I chose this one first. And it was kind of a hard decision for me because I chose this first because I feel like marketing is really kind of the place where we start with our business, with growing our business. If we don't have the clients, if we don't have somebody coming in to pay us for our services, we don't have a business. We may have a charity or a hobby or something, but we don't have a business if people aren't saying, I want to pay you for your services. And so it's a real linchpin. I mean, it's a place, it's a, it's that place where if you don't understand how to market your business, if you don't really, aren't really dialed in on who your ideal client is, if you aren't really dialed in on where they hang out and what messages are going to attract them to you. And if you don't even know your own core values and what it is that you want your business to be, you're going to wind up with something you don't want. And you're certainly not going to wind up with a successful business. So that's why I started with this particular uh, book. It is not uh, when I'm working with my clients, I'm helping them to grow their business. And that's all aspects of their business in terms of that, that it, that's cultivating a, a team of a players to work with them. That's setting up systems. That's really a lot of mindset work. And I didn't include all of that in this book. I really just focused on marketing because like I said, I, I think that's the starting point. And until people can get that sort of nailed, you're not, there's not going to be any need to hire, you know, Nancy for bookkeeping because you're just not going to have anything to no books to keep. And unless you've got those people coming in those clients. And so that's why I started out with this. And I think so far it's been really well received. I've gotten some really good feedback from it. Oh yeah. I've seen the comments on Facebook and, and in your Facebook group and people are loving it. So um, what I, I like about the approach here is, you know, particularly for law firms and a lot of professional service firms are like this, not all are like this, but a lot of them are like this where a law firm and, and even in one firm, you can have this where you've got some partners that are focused in an area of law where it's really business to consumer marketing. You've got other partners in the firm where it's business to business marketing, or mm -hmm. you've got firms that specialize in one of one or the other. So it really kind of covers the breadth. When I was uh, in my prior career 
everyone in our industry was all business to business. There weren't any consumers that were buying, you know, waking up right. and buying, you know, engineering type services. So the problem was a little bit simplified, but you've had to kind of put a book together that will work for this diverse group of, of uh, firm owners. And what I like about the approach is that you've started with strategy. You said first, you got to get clear on who your ideal client is. You've got to get clear on your strategy, but then you go into the marketing mix and you kind of in here outline all of the different ways and pros and cons of the different ways that somebody could market. And I think that's actually really valuable. You know, you're not trying to make them an expert, but give them enough to be able to make some decisions. And I would love for you to talk about this idea of the marketing mix and, you know, how you work with clients through that. Yeah, I kind of came up with this idea of pick your mix um, because as attorneys, and and I'm sure a lot of other professional service business owners can relate to this as well, but uh, as well. But I know that with law firm owners, especially solo and small firms, which is the, my target, I'm you know I'm not going after the big the big law firms that are multinational law firms. My target are really the smaller law firms that really want to grow into that million dollar multi million dollar business. So that's me being very clear on who my audience is, and I know that as attorneys, because I've experienced I experienced it myself. We get a lot of folks reaching out to us on a daily basis about marketing and, and they say, I'm a marketer and it can be confusing if you haven't been in the marketing industry, you kind of think all marketers are the same. And that's really not the case. There are so many different aspects to marketing. There are people selling ads. There are people who are copywriters. There are people who are, you know, strategists. There are all kinds of different um, folks that are working in marketing and they'll just say broadly, I'm in marketing. And that can be confusing to people who don't, you know, they're, we're busy thinking as attorneys about our clients and doing that work. And we're not really thinking of that. And so they're coming to you as salespeople and saying, I have the thing that is going to solve your problem, which is getting more clients. And it can be very persuasive if you're in a place where you don't really know what you need. And so what I recommend to them is that you need to have some basic understanding of what is available to you so that when someone comes to you, you can look at it and you can say, I've already thought this through. And this is the, these are the channels, the platforms that I want to use for marketing because these are where my clients hang out. And so that makes it such an easy process for you to say, thanks, but no thanks. Or to say, yes, I've been looking for somebody like you. I'm so glad you called. It's that sort of foundational education I wanted to provide. And also this is law firm marketing in the virtual age. And I'm an old timer, right? For most young people out there now building law firms. Uh, you know, I was in marketing. We were designing websites. I was writing copy for websites at a time when businesses didn't even understand why they needed a website. It was, and your website was like a, a brochure on this, you know, newfangled thing called the internet. So we're in a completely different world now. And so many of my clients, and, it, and it's amazing because the pandemic has really changed a lot. So many of my clients were already being young with fresh ideas and new ways of doing things, working virtually with their clients. And I had done this. I had worked virtually. And when people were saying, what? And I was still networking in person, though, when I started working virtually. So I was going to the B&I meeting and... And I made good money doing that, you know, and I, I met a great group of people, but I started thinking about 
how can I just have my whole business be virtual? So I'm not tied to these 7.30 meetings, you know, at down at the, you know, wherever, like the coffee shop, right? And so, you know, there's so many, very rapidly, we're seeing more and more avenues for marketing virtually now. And so there's part of that too, where people are looking at that and going, oh my gosh, I just got Instagram mailed. Now I need to go figure out TikTok. And now I get, oh, there's Clubhouse. And there are all these things. And you start to see this kind of like, you know, people are freezing because they don't know where they should be and what they should be doing. And there's, they feel this pressure to do this. And so I wanted to talk about that and say, you know, there's a whole lot of ways to market your business without ever leaving your office and leaving your desk, if that's what you want to do. Right. Which is what I like, but here's how you figure out what's right for you so that you get, let go, just like get over being someplace just because other place, other people are there playing around on it. Don't let that get in your head. There's, you know, get over FOMO if you're missing out and saying, it's okay. They can have TikTok, for example. And my clients are here. This is where my clients are. So I'm going to get in front of them. I'm going to, and maybe that's doing webinars or public speaking still in some fashion or writing a book or, or creating videos. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can get in front of your target audience and what you need to do, what pick your mix about is about is really about picking those one, two, three channels, three ways that you're going to do it and let the rest go and give yourself that peace, you know, so you can focus on other more important things in your business. Yeah. I, I love that word peace. Cause that's really what it gives to people. I mean, there are so many ways you could market. They all work. I tell people this all the time. I, I always you know, joke, I'll let you in the, on the big, you know, secret. They're going to take away my marketers union card, right? If I say this out loud, but the truth is it all works. I mean, I was driving around town the other day and somebody had uh, those little yellow stick in the ground signs because they were marketing their business where they mm-hmm. buy houses for cash. Right? Yeah, right. Guarantee you those work or they wouldn't do them. Right. Absolutely. The snipe signs. The yeah. Signs are great. <laughs> I mean, if that works, you know, that that's sort of the bottom rung on the ladder work up from there. It all works. Right. You know, right. Right. It doesn't all work for everybody though. And that's the key. Exactly. Um, you have to, and this is one of the things that, that I know you touch on with your clients is you've got to find that method that fits you, fits your personality, fits what you like to do, builds on your strengths. You know, right. if you're a fantastic speaker, maybe that ought to be in your mix and maybe you shouldn't worry about social media as much, you know, you can make all those sort of differential decisions. So I, I love that approach and I'm so glad it's in there. I know we're getting a little bit short on time, but I, I do want to ask you one other question because I think this will be helpful for everybody listening. As you're working with your clients, you're taking them through this, this journey to go from maybe a low six-figure, mid-six-figure firm and, and kind of break that seven-figure barrier what do you find is the biggest thing that holds them back? Oh, gosh. Well, I call it money stories. Um, that's how it was presented to me years ago when I learned it. And so I love that language, this idea of a money story. I think a lot of what holds people back, it's my, it's their own beliefs and their own mindset and their, their own, um, somewhere along the way, someone has planted a seed in the back of your mind, a belief, and you've just accepted that belief as true. And so it's uncomfortable. You start getting to a point in your life when you're like, I'm not quite happy. There's something here that's out of sync. I'm not quite in alignment with what it is that I want. And I can't figure it out. 
And the reason why is because you haven't challenged those beliefs and ask yourself, do these thoughts and beliefs serve where I am now in my life and where I want to go? So that's really the, that's the work, you know, like, you know, Steve, we talk about uh, selling what clients think they want and then giving them what they need. And that is really, that is really the work of coaching um, that I think is, is so helpful. I mean, certainly we do work on business strategy and I'm not a therapist and I don't want to be, I know when I first started doing this, it was, that was the challenge It's like, okay, how do I, you know, I don't want to cross that boundary. Right. But that mindset, the money mindset work, and I was just having this conversation with a new client and we were talking about her. She was just having these kind of eye opening moments. We were talking and I was saying, you have to become the person who can manage a million dollar revenue generating company or a multi-million dollar revenue generating company. You don't start out that way. It's like they, when they send you home from the hospital with that brand new baby, they don't send you home with a teenager because if they sent you home with a teenager, you'd be sending that back, right? There's you'd never like, do no. that again. But they sit you home with a cute little baby that even though they're they're driving you nuts, you're not getting any sleep, they're constantly crying and pooping and needing to be fed. They're so stinking cute that you just, you're just overcome with love and emotion over them, right? It's the same thing with a business. When you start out with your business and you're growing your business, you are an entrepreneur and you're starting out in that mindset of this is this great idea and I'm in love with it and everything is just, it's love, love, love. And you're out talking to people about it and you're glowing and you're so excited. And as time moves along and you're starting to have, you know, this business is growing, you're growing with it too. And you, and then you bump up against the plateau in your growth. And unless you're bringing in new information and new people to challenge your beliefs and your thoughts, you're going to stay stuck and stunted and you're not going to grow uh, into somebody that can really hand, handle wealth. So if somebody, if you just started out a business and somebody immediately gave you a million dollars and said, give you a million dollar revenue generating business, they go, here, go run it. You would be like, what? And you'd be like those lottery winners broke in a matter of a year because you don't have the skills. You haven't become that person. So my advice to my clients is, you know, just that it's a process and you have to embrace that it's a process and it's a growth and it's journey. And you kind of kind of enjoy the journey as trite as that sounds, you have to enjoy the journey along the way. And if you're not in love with the business, the aspect of growing a business and enjoying that journey and willing to go through the mental challenges of opening your mind to new concepts and new thoughts, then it's going to be really hard for you, I think, to get to get where you want to go, where you say you want to go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I love that that money story concept. I think that's uh, you yeah. know that, that's a great place to start questioning your own thinking. You know, right, right, for sure. Well, this has been awesome, and uh, I want to make sure we let people know where they can uh, find you and where they can get the book. If you're listening and you are a wealthy woman lawyer or you want to become one then uh, you need to get connected with Davina. So where can they go get the book? What's the best place for them to go find? I know it's Amazon and Barnes and yeah, Noble. So places, it, is, but- it, is, it is available on uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Um, I, am, I have a promotion that I'm running right now, though. It is, you can go and get a PDF download of the book if you go to www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash book. Um, so really easy to remember, wealthywomanlawyer.com slash book. And you can get a free PDF download of it 
And then you also offer the opportunity if you want to go get a hard copy. I, I don't know, you, you guys can't see from this video, but my I'm in my office and I have bookcases everywhere full of hard copies of books. And I have also, you know, my Kindle, the e-reader e is full of books. So if you're like me, you like to have multiple versions and different ways of, of uh, interacting with the information podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So you can't, there are different versions of the book if you want that. Um, you can buy it buy it on those bookseller sites. Okay, perfect, perfect. And uh, your site is wealthywomanlawyer.com. Wealthywomanlawyer.com. Your podcast is the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. So check that yeah. out on your iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the all the usual places. Right, right, and, right. Uh, and you can also guests. go to the website. You're, you know, try to look for it quickly. That's a great way to get to it as well. But absolutely. yes, absolutely. So I appreciate well, hey, it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. This has been a lot of fun and I'm glad we got to, to invest a little time together. Yeah, it was great, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.